and welcome everyone to the late night edition of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Jackson. And wow, do we have another great show for you tonight. So I'm thinking, Jackson, maybe we just get right into it. I'm so down for that. All right, here we go. Let's start off with news. So by the way, Jackson, I know you were kind of wondering, but obviously our special guest is not here. He might show up from time to time. It just depends on whether the connection works or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I actually thought that he was officially gone. Oh, no. I, I actually didn't want to even bring it up because then that would remind you. So I was hoping that I didn't remind you, remind me of his presence. But I guess you just went ahead and went at it, didn't you? Jackson, this is how you remind me. <laughs> oh no, you you laugh at my pain. I couldn't help it. Sorry. I couldn't even find the rim shot button here, so it's, <laughs> there's no even point for that. <laughs> no, no, I got I got great feedback. And so oh, did, did he. You? Yeah, he loved being on the show. So Did he? Yeah. So we'll see. You never you know. You feel like our chemistry was good? What do you think? His feelings were a little hurt by you? Really? Yeah. He's very sensitive. Mm. People don't give mm. him the credit he deserves for that, but he's a sensitive guy. Interesting. But it's okay. I don't agree. I don't believe it, but we'll go on with that. I don't know, man. Once again, he's going to be crying on my shoulder again, being like, why did Jackson say really? things like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I had to talk him down, and he went, he did a show, you know, and that's different. Like, he can go do shows, and that's fine, but this kind of stuff really goes to the heart. Cutthroat, man. Exactly. That's the way podcasting and shows on music, that's how they go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Let's start this off. We'll see who joins us from time to time, but we'll start off today with Green Day. I guess Billy Joe did an interview where he said something about social media and cell phones at concerts and wanting like a real experience with the audience. We've talked about this on the show a bunch of times now, so it's not really news for us to go over it, but I mean, all I can say is I completely agree with them. Do you? Absolutely. And you know how I feel about their music now, <laughs> but that does not mean that I can't agree with what they're saying because I understand, you know, doing a show, I do from time to time post a picture. You know, normally I try and do it while the other band is setting up or something, throw it out there to show that, hey, we go to live shows all the time. But the people that just leave their phones on and they're trying to quote unquote capture this moment instead of being in it. I do think that that's an issue. I agree, but in some ways I don't agree with the way these artists come at it because okay. like I agree you're not really in the moment if you just hold your phone up and you're just recording what's going on because I remember when I first started going to concerts that's what I would do. I would take a picture of every, you know, like every moment. I would have my <laughs> phone up 65-75% of the time. And then once I'm done, it's like, I feel like I didn't really watch them. Right. My main goal instead of enjoying was to, you know, get a picture to have credibility that I was there or something like that. So he is right. And so, and you know, you guys are right. Oh yeah. But I feel like it shouldn't bother the artists is, is what I don't agree with. Like, like, I, I mean, of course I'm not, you know, I've never been on stage or anything like that <laughs> to where I'm like performing in front of people. But I feel like people 
could have fun in different ways. And if they're okay with missing out on their own experience of watching their favorite band play by having their phone up, then it shouldn't be an issue for the artist performing, I think. And I can see where you're coming from, too. I guess the question is, since a band like Green Day has been doing this for so long, maybe we should take their experiences as something we should follow as well. So if he's going by what he's seen for years and years and years of this time where there really weren't cell phones and you didn't have anything that you were really recording the whole time. For a band like Green Day, I would think they probably hate doing those like music video sets, you know what I mean? Like where they're just playing for back in the day an MTV or something like that where it would just be people filming them. They probably hated that. They probably want the same way we do. They want that live music experience, right? That's what I would say. I agree. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a totally different change when you're a band and you're starting up and people barely even had cell phones, especially cell phones that can record. Right. And, you know, and then just, you know, this whole wave of, you know, recording during shows thing came. It didn't come little by little. It was like, you know, it was there. And I'm assuming that, you know, for older bands, it's just like, whoa, what the hell? Like, I'm not used to this and I don't like this. So I do understand. I feel like maybe that's something that the newer bands won't have an issue with. It's possible. But then again, I could be wrong because you got people like Parker Cannon kicking girls off stage whenever they have their phone (laughs) up there. I mean, I've seen bands like, like I remember once I saw a video of Ollie Sykes Mm -hmm. from Bring Me the Horizon. Huge band, obviously, much bigger than the story so far. I saw a video of a girl going on their stage and doing the whole selfie recording thing and... I'm sure it took a lot of him to not kick the girl. <laughs> right. but instead, he put his arm around her and, you know, they sang and then he'd like gently like, OK, now it's your turn to get off. Right. Like, I feel like there's a way to go about it. Even if it doesn't sit well with you, you as an artist, your main job is not also just, you know, you're making music for yourself, but you're also an entertainer. Sure. You get what I'm saying? And you have duties as an entertainer. And sometimes, you know, that's just part of the job. So I feel like it shouldn't be as big of an issue as it actually is. Well, I'll tell you. Especially to get kicked for it. Well, (laughs) sure. Yeah, I'm not. We had that debate a long, long time ago about whether that was a good thing or bad thing. (laughs) I remember listening to that and I was like, oh, my God, I have so much to say about that. (laughs) Well, they also have, let's not forget, Corey Taylor had that instance where that guy was in the front row and he was on his cell phone, like, texting and Corey went over while he was singing and slapped the phone out of his hands. Like, See, that's ridiculous. Look, that guy, yeah, who knows? He could have been texting like with a girl, like, hey, I'm going to come over after this. Like, You don't want to get in yeah. the way of that, <laughs> like for sure. But I'll tell you, though, the one thing I do hate, that whole holding up the cell phone the entire time, recording or snapping multiple pictures and everything every single second, I don't get why you would not want to experience like. It's the same way if I go to a show and I can't see or if I go to a show and everyone's singing like a Taking Back Sunday show. You can't hear Adam sing because everyone's singing the words even higher than he's doing it. So Mm -hmm. I question why did I pay money and go out to be around these people when I could have stayed home and enjoyed the music by myself in that scenario. That's how I feel when people are just putting up their cell phones. You're not there experiencing it. So why even bother going? You're not going to watch that stuff again. I agree. 
That's why there are actual professionals that shoot the entire concert, and then you can watch that. That is true. That's, That's true. just the way I look at it. But I do understand what you're saying as well. There is a an evolving nature of what artists are doing, and sometimes people are going to have to have their phones out. I think Green Day playing to packed houses, they're seeing thousands of cell phones up the entire time and they don't feel like they're actually performing for human beings anymore they're performing for the phone that's true i i can imagine it getting annoying you know being up there and just looking and you want to look maybe eye to eye with your fans Mm -hmm. and you know see them singing along but instead you just see you know their hands above their head holding up you know a phone with a flash and stuff and it's like okay so look i'm sure I'm sure we'll continue to debate this over the years. I'm sure this isn't oh, going I, away. I bet you there's so many more horror stories coming up. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, soon you're going to have to deal with like the VR stuff. There's going to be a ton of new technology. <laughs> that, like, I don't know how it's oh, going to affect no. it. At some point, we're going to have to deal with it. So let's move on from that for now. Let's talk about Lucky Jackson. Yes, you sir. Son of a bitch. Okay, so so what? Music fest. Hey, hey a, calm down. What, what, I just asked what, you to read what? it. Yeah, so what? All hey, right. hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I caught on to that. I was, I was, in my head, I was like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so What Music Fest is a festival that hits Grand Prairie, Texas every year in the month of March. And to Jackson, it is the best concert of the year every year, no Damn, matter son. what. Even better than Warp Tour, in my opinion. It is a two... <laughs> Oh, God, he's fucking back. <laughs> oh, he did not have to come now. I waited so not long. Not my time. Not oh. my time. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. He's away. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always like a two- to three-day festival. It's always in a baseball arena. So it's it's always super sick. And it's like three stages in the stadium. And they've announced the first phase of the lineup this past week. And I don't remember all of them, but I know the main bands that they announced were Forever the Sickest Kids, mm-hmm. Mayday Parade, and Four Years Strong. And I know there's more. I can't remember. Yeah. I know it's Weeds Kings. Uh, I've got a list here. Every Time I Die, Set Your Goals, Dance Gavin Dance, MB mm-hmm. on the Coast, Chon, and the Friday Night Boys. Yeah. And they kill it every single year. This is just the first phase. They usually announce like 100 to 200 bands. Right. You know, just because it's the first announcement of lineups doesn't mean that this is the best. So it are, actually usually gets better in time. So are you still holding out hope that Bring Me the Horizon gets added to this? Is that what you're saying? No, they're not coming. Exactly. No, that's not, right. No. I was right. You were wrong. Once again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ian's right. Oh, my God. He's never right. No, I'm just kidding. I know, right? And it's funny because... <laughs> If they announced that tour, Bring Me the Horizon, Under Oath, and Beartooth, if they announced that tour without the dates, I still would have thought that they were coming to South by So What. I mean, So What Music Fest, because the year before, Beartooth and Under Oath both went to So What. Right. And I saw them both, by the way. Very nice. Just saying. Just saying. But, uh, Just saying. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm really stoked for this. I'm I'm so excited. and uh, Pretty sure pre-sales have already gone up. I think you can pay a hundred bucks right now, and you get the three-day pass. Oh, that's good. And, but see, when it actually like comes out, comes out like to where they have all the ba- bands announced and everything, I think a three-day pass will be around one hundred and fifty to one hundred and sixty dollars. 
to me, it's still always worth it. Oh, right. It's $50 a day, basically. Yeah. For all those bands. That's yeah. totally worth it. And right. every day is 45 plus bands. Yeah, it's crazy. And plus the experience of mm-hmm. going to the baseball stadium. It's like, uh, just imagine a three-day warp tour in your city. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what it feels like. And it's amazing. And it's always a really good show. And and it's funny because this, this year they actually did something different. This year is the 10-year anniversary. The It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Friday, they're going to do what they did in the previous So What that I went to, where they take over Elm Street again. Oh, And then nice. Saturday and Sunday is back in the baseball stadium. And the reason why they did that is because recently it's been raining every time that they have a festival thing. And they don't want the 10-year anniversary to get ruined. Right. So I'm sure they're putting all the best bands in the indoor on the Friday. So, gotcha. Yeah, okay. really, I'm really stoked for that. I'm I'm so excited. Trust so me, excited. Jackson around so what time gets really excited. <laughs> well, and finally. that's actually, by the way, side note, when I discovered Ian Hates Podcast. I, I haven't told you that yet, but that's when I discovered you because that's when Conviction's bus got stolen uh, was after so what. Right. And that was the podcast that I heard right after that and then that's what i discovered you next thing you know i'm on the show boom <laughs> next, next thing you know. you know it's true what yeah, a journey france you've been on there too fuck you france whoa <laughs> whoa they go like every year attila i'm not surprised it's a fun time i always watch them it's always fun you I'll love admit that you're a secret fan i do I, I i i love to hate him i hate to love him well that does sound awesome see all right, so let's move on to a weirder story here. Creeper has been dealing with a lot of issues lately. So you had to dig a little bit, but there was an original statement. So right now, they're out on tour with Pierce the Veil and Let Live. They're doing a UK tour right now, I think. And Hannah, the keyboardist slash vocalist, was apparently on one of the shows was taking apart with one of the guys from Let Live, taking apart one of the band setups, had gone by, I guess, the stage manager, and I'm hoping I'm getting all this right, but I read this a couple times a little while back. They see the stage manager. Stage manager says, hey, make sure to keep you know this stuff out of the way of the stairs. So she's like, yeah, of course. They come back up. The guy from Let Live, I guess, didn't have his lanyard or anything, you know, the pass for backstage, walks right past the guy. When she comes up with her backstage pass, you know, around her neck, he stops her like he didn't just talk to her and says, you can't come back here. And she's like, what are you talking about? I just thought, you know, I'm in the band. And he's like, no, you can't. And they had to get people to, like, come let her in, I guess, or something. And then she went off on the guy. She's like, I'm tired of this sexist behavior. And she talked about how he tried to backtrack and, you know, was saying, like, I'm not sexist. I work with women, like all this kind of stuff. So this gets posted to Facebook because she's tired of sexism, especially in the music scene where she works, but then also all of it, which is understandable. Especially with everything going on now. And I guess the backlash from that was so great and not in a good way. People were like, oh, well, he's just doing his job. You know, why are you complaining? There's no sexism there. All this kind of stuff, I guess, got returned to her from this post. That creeper, yeah, that creeper had to then come out and put a whole statement about how worried they are that people don't understand what is going on in the music industry and what's going on in real life, that they would think that she would like lie about this 
or something of that nature. Right. So this is the whole controversy right now is not only what women have to deal with in the music industry on a regular basis, but then also why are people that weren't in that situation responding and saying things that they don't really know what they're talking about? So this is something that's probably going to get even deeper as time goes by, where we probably learn more things and stuff like that. Or we just never hear about it again, which does happen from time to time. Wow. I mean, look, neither of us are women, so we don't know this issue right if in her original statement if she had never talked to the stage manager the first time i've seen people stop people even with the badges and Mm kind of give them a little bit of shit just in case you know that they aren't really supposed to be back there but since she talked and she's moving equipment and all that kind of stuff it doesn't make any sense that he would let the guy from let live go but not without a pass yeah that does smack of that for sure but it's hard to tell with any of this stuff because we don't know what state of mind anyone in the situation really was, you know? Yeah, and you, and you don't know things that maybe happened exactly before that certain situation happened. You know, the li- sometimes the tiniest of details could be the cause of something like this that don't get explained in statements. Possibly. And we never know. But if you look at it from a big picture, regardless... I don't know if it's a sexist issue, but regardless, the guy was not taking care of the situation professionally. If you clearly let someone pass without a backstage pass, but then when someone is coming through with equipment, it doesn't matter what conversations were had before or anything like that. You know, the point of the matter is someone just passed without a pass and was okay, but yet when someone with a pass, is passing by you with even equipment right. clearly showing that they are part of the crew for them to give them shit for it regardless male or female it doesn't matter clearly shows that that person is in the wrong but sure. we just don't exactly know if this is a sexist issue or anything like that and of course that's what things seem to boil down to especially you know now because right. of you know outside things outside of the music scene but I mean, either way, I'm sure that guy is going to get a lot of flack, too. We just don't hear about him because, you know, he's not, you know, part of Creeper or part of the band or nothing like that. So we don't really hear his side or nobody even really cares to hear what he has to say. Yeah, and that's always the danger of these situations. But it could also shine more of a light on possible sexism issues, which plenty of musicians have talked about in the past. It's not like this is a new thing. So it probably shouldn't continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if this shines some type of a light on things so that people are more cognizant of it, then that's a good thing. And that's the way that's I would true. look at it. I would never question her to whether it would be sexist based on her statement or not. But that, I guess, is what a lot of people are doing. I agree. I, I don't think she's overreacting at all. No? I think the way she's going about it is the best way she can and the best way the band can as professionally as can be done. Regardless of sexism or not, this is a situation that needs to be brought up. And if she feels like, you know, her rights as a woman are being violated, then, you know, she needs to bring it up. So be it. And it's a good thing she did. You know, most women actually just stay quiet right. when they shouldn't, Absolutely. you know, because then then no justice is done. Agreed. So it's a good thing she did do that. Regardless of who's wrong or who's right, things like this do need to come to light, like you were saying. Yep. Hopefully we don't hear more 
about stories like this, but I'm sure, unfortunately, that things yeah. like this happen a lot. I agree. It's a damn shame. <laughs> Your southern charm came out. That was great. Thank you, thank you. Why don't you take this one to a happier place here, Jackson? See. All right, so we got Davey, Havoc, and members of No Doubt finally reveal the name of their new project, Dream Car. So, I don't know if I'm going to care about this. I, 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 you know, I looked into it. It's interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> I like Davey Havoc a lot. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I just, I don't know really what to expect. So, I mean, I'll check it out for sure, but I'm not going to get excited for this. No, I, I agree. And I've been getting let down by a lot of projects. I don't know. If oh. you, like, ha, have you noticed every time there's a project that somebody's working on, it's not always that good. I, I want to know if I'm the only one who thinks this. Do you agree? I'm trying to think of, <laughs> maybe it's because we talk about so much stuff. I'm trying to think of projects that haven't worked out as well. See, the way it's easier for me is think of projects that have worked. Well, I guess I do have to kind of think back because I think. Yeah, see, it's I, like yeah. back. I'm, I'm talking about like recently, oh, you know. I'm thinking about like how you good. would have to think of previous dream lineup kind of thing. Yeah, I'm thinking about drugs. That's that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> I swear, I was like, he's gonna say drugs because uh-huh. that's the only band I can think of. That and Isles and Glaciers are ah, the only sure. successful projects that I can think of. Right. No, and I they agree. both have with Craig Owens. Maybe you can say "Speak the Truth." Yeah. But they only put those two tracks out, so not exactly yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Projects got me got me a while. The only project I'm actually interested in right now is the one with that we discussed on a couple episodes back with Counterparts. Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. That one, I, I don't know why, but I have good hopes for that one. Me too, absolutely. Well, look, we'll see. Maybe the other members of No Doubt still have talent. It'd be great. Yeah. I know They're one of them. fucked up with the name, if you ask me. I agree. And then, <laughs> yeah, and there's at least one member that has no talent, but she won't be part of the band, so it's fine. <laughs> we don't discuss that one. I think I talked about her on Ian Hates Movies this week. That's why it came to mind. Shit. Mm-hmm. That's how much Spoiler. She, that's how much she blows. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the next one because that's it's way far away and we don't have any more information on that on Dream Car. So See? here's my question to you. So you know a loss for words, right? Right, right. I love them. Great pop punk. You know, maybe a little bit more on the punk side sometimes. They announced, what was it, last year that they were going on that final tour and I think mm-hmm. they finished literally last December. That was their final, absolute final show. But right. what I had forgotten was that they said they were going to put out a new album. But I thought they were going to do that before touring. But it turns out this new album, Crisis, is coming out December 27th on Rise. But they're not going to do any support tour for it. So is is that like mean that they're going to release the album, but it's just, you know, releasing the album, but nothing comes out of it. They're still, you know, done. Yeah, they're still done. They made that decision before and I had completely forgotten that they switched it around to what it normally is. Normally it's let's put out the final album, then we'll do the final tour and we're done. They switched right. that order. <laughs> so I'm not sure how it will work. I'm sure the album will do well, but it is a strange way to do things. It is weird, and it's to the point where maybe that wasn't the plan. <laughs> but, I mean, on the bright side, you know, the new single they released 
after they announced the album, I think is really good. It is a good song. I don't think A Loss for Words put out very many bad songs. No. no. They were very consistent with their work. Mm-hmm. Now, what I will say, though, is so the name of the track is Existential Crisis at Cask and Flagon. Yeah, see, I was going to read that, and I was like, I want to hear him say it first. Did I, I just it knew right? there was the new track. Did I get it? <laughs> yeah, okay, no, good. you nailed it. I, you did it better than I did in my head. Well, I know Cask and Flagon because that's a fucking terrible <laughs> bar here in Boston. So I don't know why that part sounds so funny. Well, see, I know Cask and Flagon. Cask like, and Flagon. I feel like you can't say that seriously. It is true, and that's why if anyone ever asks me to go there, I go, why the fuck would I ever do that? It's a bar, you say? Yeah, it's a bar you, right by at? Fenway Park. Cask and Flagon. So I have it's had... just like that, how they use it in the song? Mm-hmm. I have had crises at Cask and Flagon questioning my life and what I'm doing with it. That has happened before, so I guess the song I'm, is adequate. I'm sorry I'm attached to the word of cask and flag. And do you know what it means? Uh, <laughs> like, cask, is there like a meaning? I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is funny. I think this is where your youth comes in again. Cask oh, and flagon okay. has something to do with pirates, I think. It's like you have your cask of ale and a flagon of ale or something. Or mead. Yeah, flagon of mead, I think. Cask of I ale. I guess that makes sense since it's the name of a bar and stuff. It kind of all... Has something to do okay. with alcohol. I think okay. that's what it is. And believe me, all the haters out there, you can email me. <laughs> Hates at gmail.com if I have that incorrect. Gotcha. It's a shitty gotcha. bar. Don't go to the bar. Go somewhere else. There are plenty of other <laughs> Listen good Listen to bars. the song. Don't go to the bar. Exactly. So we'll but see. Yeah, it's, it's a good song, right? Yeah, man. We're going to talk about the album when it comes out. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and on the, they showed the track listing mm-hmm. and they had a couple, you know, featured guests. And the last track, I believe, has Ryan Scott Graham from State Champs in it. Nice. So I'll definitely be looking forward to that one. He's got a good voice. Pretty cool. To kind of close this out in news here. So Bad Cop, Bad Cop got robbed twice in one day in San Antonio, Texas. My place, the 210. What the fuck? Straight from the barrio. Yeah. Where was upon a burning body to like go ahead and protect everyone? I don't get it. What's up with Texas, man? I love it. I miss it. Do you know how fucking cold it is here right now? How? I'm dying. It's like 30. 20 30? or 30. Yeah, I'm fucking freezing. By the way, everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Yay. Oh, yeah, this comes out on Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hop, hop, hop. <laughs> I didn't put a we gobble, gobble. We should have said that at the beginning of the damn show. Uh, we'll do it at the like, end, too. Who gives a everybody? shit? People are going to listen to this when they're so fed up with their families that they just have to go away for a little while, and then they'll they pop on the show. Yeah, they don't need to hear that much of <laughs> So, unfortunately, this did happen. I guess a guitar, like an acoustic guitar, and something else got stolen at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Oh, Oh, no, no. At the end of the day, her purse got stolen. So, it just sucks. Yeah, it just really sucks. I just It's something that really gets under my skin when people rip off anyone in general. But then also when it's musicians where they live out of their vans and this is all they've got. Like, it just fucking sucks. That's the tools they need to work. So you're not just taking something from them. You're literally taking basically their job away. Yeah. They cannot make money without that. It's like if a construction worker was working and you went over and you stole their jackhammer and their fucking hat and shit. Yeah. <laughs> they just walked off. It's fucked up. And I don't know why I that made me I hate how it always this. happens in Texas. Because I'm not kidding you. Every time I hear bad news about a band, 
It's usually out of Texas. The ghost inside crashed in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Convictions bus got stolen in Texas. The, uh, this bad cop, bad cop thing happened in Texas. And there's so much more. Like, the list goes on. And it's so weird. Isn't it that Southern hospitality, could... y'all? Well, that's what, what I was hoping for, too. But isn't it easy to get across the border sometimes, too? <laughs> I guess. That's literally what I was told before. It's true, yeah. yeah. Especially, I guess, San Antonio is pretty, you know, not that far from the border, too. Yeah, if you go ahead and you just... It's music equipment. It's not drugs. It's not anything like that. So you're going across the border. Even if they check your car, they're like, oh, hey, right. look at these musical instruments. Like, who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, they're not going to say... You're not going to question that. But that's what I heard from law enforcement once. There was like a special or something. Uh-oh. Like well, hey, oh, research we're not, on your own? We're not talking about my checkered pass. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Little Ian does research. Damn straight. That's right. But yeah, it sucks. And I think they set up a GoFundMe or there's an email that you can go ahead and send money to if you want to help out with the losses and everything. Yeah, and also another positive thing to the story, or not another, but a positive thing to the story is they did actually have fans give them money when they announced it at their show. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, it's always great when fans and everyone can help out the band that's in trouble, for sure. Yep. So let's hope this doesn't happen. Let's hope they recoup their losses or find that guitar or something, at least, because that just sucks. Yep. All right, guys, that brings that one to a close. Let's go ahead and move on to new songs. We've got Bedlam Barrio with Translucid Theory. Yep. Now you put this one on there, right? I did not. Oh, it was Ty. Still doing (laughs) research for us. Very nice. I had never heard about this band before. Yep, neither have I. They're an unsigned band from I think it's Queens somewhere in New York. This is their very first music video. So it's like wow. behind the scenes, it's you know concert footage, behind, you know, backstage, you know, mixing, hanging out with friends, like all that kind of stuff. I liked it. I liked it. They're alternative rock. I I really enjoyed it too. Uh I've for sure never heard of this band, but I'm glad I did. Um I hope they come out with even more new stuff pretty soon because I feel like they have a lot of potential and they can make you know a stamp in this scene i really do it was really interesting it's you know it's not something that i've never it's not something i've heard before right you know so it, it was good i agree so we'll keep them in our sights for sure then we've got we haven't talked about a war within for a little while but we have another announcement later on but they did a recent cover of can't stop the feeling by justin timberlake now, I, I personally, it. I don't know who this Justin Timberlake is. So, Shut the fuck up. I, <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. You I, like cover songs. I thought you were going to talk good about this. I'm a mark. I'm a mark for covers. Yeah, I like it because I don't, I've never heard that song. Well, what? I mean, I can't surprised? talk too much shit because I've never heard the song either. Yeah, there but you go. I know who Justin Timberlake well, is. Well, that was a joke. Uh, Why can't yeah, you roll no, with jokes? Still. You can't roll with jokes, Jackson. Come on. No, we'll I'm start see, calling you hacks. I know, I know that you know who Justin Timberlake is. I saw but SNL. for you to even have the audacity to pretend that you don't know JT, I'm talking about good old frosted tips. JT back in the dizzy is just. Oh, I should have known when you yep. were quiet that it was coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were scheming. I was <laughs> waiting for the perfect moment to strike. Yeah, but yes, I did like the cover, of course. 
Yeah, I did too. It was, it was really cool. Anytime you I take actually a... followed me on Instagram recently, so that was pretty interesting. It came up at the same time. Oh, very nice. Yeah, we'll have another announcement from A War Within later. Ooh. Ooh. Foreshadowing. Fuck Ian hates yeah. foreshadowing. <laughs> next up, we have the next single from The Funeral Portrait, Like Father, Like Son. Their brand new album, A Moment of Silence, is coming out December 16th on Revival Recordings. This song was nice shit. I agree. It was so good. I am really, really looking forward to listening to this entire album front to back. And I noticed that they may have permanently gone away from that theatrical style that they had in their previous work. So Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how the rest of the album sounds after hearing those two tracks. Very interesting stuff because I'm a big fan. See... I feel like there's still kind of the theatrical vibe. Okay. But it's not as dramatic as it was. Ah, maybe that's the word. Like, not even halfway there. Right, okay. They toned it down a lot. Like, they still have, you know, the theatrical feel, but it's just not even near as dramatic as their previous work. But I really, really enjoyed their new work Mm -hmm. much better than their previous stuff. I and like I really enjoyed the first song that they released. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Uh, Dancing in the Water or something like that. It's a complicated title. But other than that, this song to me is an upgrade from that song. And I loved the first song. So for it to be even better than that one is a really big thing. And I am really looking forward to this. So I believe the tracks went, Meanwhile, and then the one you were thinking of was, The Water Obeyed the Gravity. The Water Obeyed the Gravity. Wait. Meanwhile, they meanwhile, have, they have yeah, that was that was a while back. I mean, no pun intended. It was a while back. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Okay. I don't know if that one's on the album or not, though. The water obeyed the gravity. It's definitely for sure. Yes, 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 yes. But I yes. also, I think, meanwhile is as well. And meanwhile came out months ago, I think, if I'm if I have it correct. So you're gonna have to listen to that if you haven't. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have to, because I, I actually haven't heard of it. The first song I actually heard by the funeral portrait was the first song they released off this album and now that they released this song i've fallen more in love with them and i'm really excited for the new album well i'm looking forward to it as well so we might have some announcements coming later don't do that (laughs) so now another band is coming out with an album on that exact same day that band is migosh They just released a new track called Desperada. Their album Apostasy is coming out that same day on Outer Loop. So this one, they put a lot of work, it seemed, into the music video itself. (laughs) Not safe for work, possibly. I don't know. There's lots of uh, girl-on-girl making out, which is a lot of fun. So I recommend watching the video. (laughs) But it's a girl who robs a bar... And then I guess is framing the girl she's making out with and then ends up killing her and then escapes with the money, like kind of like a desperado thing, but it's desperada ah. you know, as woman. And yeah, they're they're going along with the style that they go along with. It's that kind of almost funky post hardcore kind of alt rock kind of vibe that they've got going. And I am excited to see what the rest of this album brings. See I didn't like this song as much as the previous one they released, actually. Okay. I feel like... Because, see, I I dug how funky and original the first one was. 
But I feel like this one was too funky. And I'm not talking about the music <laughs> video. Yeah. The, and it's not just the music video. Just the song is a little too different. Okay. I don't even know if I want to say that. I just wasn't appealed to this song as I was the first song that they released. Like the first song had me really excited for the album. Mm-hmm. But this song kind of threw me off a bit. I'm okay. still looking forward to the album, but I hope it's better than this. So I just really wasn't a fan of this song. Okay. And I hate to say that because ah. I was really like, you know, expecting a lot from sure. what I heard in the first track. That happens. That happens for sure. Well, we'll see. I mean, this song to me still reminds me of their previous music. So I'm not seeing a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see. They often do that. It's almost like it's going to sound bad. But it's like, remember when Maroon 5? Can't believe uh -oh. I said that. No, no, no. Remember when they put out Harder <laughs> to Breathe? Okay. And they kind of fooled people that they were like a talented band. So this is not <laughs> I saying... I love the way you like slowly but and like sneakingly just like <laughs> totally make fun of bands in like the most nonchalant way you possibly can <laughs> thank you jackson don't tell everyone it's my like, secrets Whoa, wait a second you just totally ragged on yeah. them but you like didn't even acknowledge it <laughs> until you did so yeah you're the foil here <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not saying that me gosh is anything like that per se what i'm saying is that song had a lot of attitude like you felt like that band had attitude so, and it was funky and it was a little different. Like that's what I get from Migosh's music is that feeling. But I think all their tracks are like that. So it's not like you're all of a sudden going to get what that somebody to love track or I fucking forget whatever <laughs> Moon 5 put out. I know what that. you mean. Yeah, whatever the fuck that was. I gotcha. So, no, yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyways, that was a weird roundabout <laughs> to explain that track. <laughs> But all we need to know and all everyone needs to know is that both The Funeral Portrait and Migosh have albums coming out on December 16th. So we'll talk way more about them soon enough. It's almost time. I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. I can't believe December is coming already. It's fucking crazy, man. This year flew. And it was Hopefully terrible. 2017 is better. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say 2016, 2016 was awful. The only good thing I can say. I've never said that about a year. Well, there's two good things I can say about 2016. And I normally say it about every fucking year because I hate everyone. But two things. One is all the podcasts started technically in 2016. So that's one thing yeah. that was good. Second good thing was how much amazing music came out that was so fucking good. That's the only thing I can say about Best this year. year for music yeah it's been it's been a while since there's been oh god great. don't do that <laughs> <laughs> hey it's late i'm kind of loopy right now so it's just the loopy. way it is so next we got while she sleeps releasing the song hurricane now the first of all the song is good the interesting part is that at the beginning of the video it's like a title um, screen they make an announcement excluding that they are now going to be self-releasing their new albums Right. And they, on the further plans of their future, are just going to be doing their own stuff. Right. They will no longer be working with a record label, and this is how they want to go about it. And this is what they feel is best for the band and for the fans. Now, if they can put out music like this and the music video like they did while self-releasing themselves, I'm totally okay with it. I think some bands have the talent to pull off self-releasing and self-promoting and stuff like that. And maybe While She Sleeps is one of those bands. 
right. feel like if you feel that you are a band that can take that on and you feel that is the better way of going about your band's future, good for you. If you can do it, I guess technically but it is better. Right. You know, it's you know, like being your own boss kind of thing. But sometimes bands need a boss. You know what I mean? Sure. Sometimes bands can't do it on their own. But great track. I'm really excited for the new album, and I hope they do well, and I hope that this doesn't become something that bites them in the ass. Yeah, it looks like the new album is going to be entitled You Are We, and it's going to come out April 21st of 2017. So we still got a while, but we were just talking yep. about how time flies by anyway, so who knows? Yeah. It's a catchy song. That chorus, it'll take a hurricane to clean up all the mess we made, just rolls off the tongue. But yeah, I like this. I don't remember them being as much with the clean vocals, but I think we mentioned mm-hmm. that a long time back as well. I don't think they were like this when I saw them at the beginning of the year with Asking Alexandria. I don't remember them having really any clean vocals. No, it was it was very rare. They had, you know, a couple songs that would have, you know, the clean choruses and things like that, but they not like this. Well, I am very excited to see what they've got coming, so. Me too. All right, so we're going to do a little treat here. Uh-oh. Because we have a little story here. So Ty opened my eyes to a band called After Party. And they have a single out right now called 153. But the most interesting part of this, which I did not know, is that it has past and present members of Stray From The Path and This Is Hell. Specifically, I believe, the lead singer from Stray From The Path is doing this side project. And you were just talking about projects that you're excited about and everything. So this one, their EP is out right now. So you can get it on Bandcamp and Spotify. So I looked up the songs and everything. Now, I haven't listened to the entire EP. But what I want to do is I want, for people that don't understand why this is so different, I want to play a little bit of Stray From The Path and This Is Hell and then a little bit of this track so you see the difference because I don't know if people will understand until we do it. So here's a little bit of Hit Stray it. From The Path. So that's straight from the path. Fucking rips. I thought you didn't like them. I don't. Still rips. (laughs) (laughs) I know when when a band rips, though. And this is This Is Hell. So you've got Stray From The Path, that's like a metal core slash hardcore punk, somewhere around there. And you've Thrash got... kind of deal. Yeah, maybe a little bit of that too. And then you've got This Is Hell, which is hardcore punk. All right? Yeah. Now, After Party is a combination of these two bands. So what type of music do you think they play? Mm, some hard shit. <laughs> but then again, with a name like After Party, it's like... You know, it can't be too hard, I guess. Sounds like a DJ. Yes. Well, (laughs) I'm not exactly sure you're right on any of those counts. So why don't we play a little bit of 153? Hit it. 
that's not a joke. <laughs> that is, nope. That is what it is. So pop punk, pretty much. Yeah, it's like an acoustic punk band. Like whenever they do those like little acoustic EPs that they release every once in a while. Well, I think they're using more than acoustics, though, aren't they? True, true. But anyways, I think everyone should check out all three bands. And that I way agree. you'll find out what you like and what you don't like. Which one do you like more? If I'm in a really political mood, straight from the oh, path. Oh, yeah, straight from I the guess, path. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm in a really political mood. Uh, yeah, it's hard for me to tell because I like all three of them for different reasons. So I would recommend everyone check out all three for sure. But this is just interesting to me because instead of like knowing that they would piss off their core audience if they did something like this on one of the band's record label, you know, whatever it happens to be, to be able to change up because they wanted to be a little different to reinvent themselves, I think is completely fine. Because it's not like they're being fake to themselves. They're doing what they want to do. It's just not the appropriate vehicle to do it in in their regular bands. I agree. And that's, see, that's what I feel like some bands miss the mark with. I feel like whenever a side project is done, I feel like it should be a completely different sound than what their original band is. Because then it's not really a side project if it's not something totally different. And that's what makes it much more interesting. If it's not that different than your original music, then why even make it a point to be a side project? Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. something you could discuss with your band or maybe even do somewhat of like an EP with the band. You know, other ways to do that. But if you're going to completely change your sound, the best way to go about it is a side project. And I love it when a project goes right. right. And I feel like this is one that went right. I really do enjoy the 153 track. And I haven't heard the rest of the EP like you. So I'll be looking forward to that when we're done. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to your favorite band now, Sienna Skies. Brand new favorite band, right? Well, I don't know about that. I was well. Look, I I really do like they're on the top of my radar right now. Well, they released their new track where Mountain Meets Man, but I don't know. This seemed like a lot different from that first track, Divided. It was like they went back to what they did before. It was a lot more harder than what they did before. I think. You think that was harder than their previous albums? Yeah. Really? I don't know. Maybe I'm... Unless mm. I haven't heard every single song on their previous stuff. You have like, not. I know you haven't. You didn't have time. Well, okay. How many albums have they released? Because I remember I heard the album... Three, three albums, I think. I heard the last two. Oh, okay. That's not that bad then. I, I know I for sure heard the last two. I probably didn't hear maybe like the one in the middle. I remember hearing the previous one and then like the first one they ever did. But anyways. Anyways. It is totally different than their first single, Divided. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I really enjoyed the track. Good. I think it's a really, really good song. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm glad it's not the same as Divided, but I'm not upset that it's not the same because you know that this album is going to be diverse. Right. And that's always a plus. I agree. I think people should check it out. C. But anyways, next we got Bad Rabbits mm-hmm. releasing the song Original. And it's different. <laughs> I I don't I don't really like that kind of music, man. <laughs> I heard the song and I, I really didn't like it that much. I'll be honest with you. It came out with the music video. Um the music video was interesting, but it's the music is not my cup of tea. I was surprised. I, I feel like if I go further into it, I'm just gonna make them sound like shit, and I don't want to turn the other people listening off of listening to them. I was surprised at how much I liked it. 
like I really? didn't think I was going to. Yeah. It's like funk punk. <laughs> it's like funk punk indie rock. Funk punk. Yeah. Indie rock. Hey. I I was very surprised. And what I also didn't realize was I had I've heard of them for a long time. They're from Boston, but I've never seen them at a show. So I don't know what their deal is, but like everyone's from Boston. They've been around for a long time. So I was interested, and I'll probably check out the new album. So the new album's American Nightmare, and I guess you can download it off their website. So I might check it out. I might check it out a little bit more. I know Ty saw them at Warp Tour with Every Time I Die, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought you were going to hate it. When I heard this, I was like, I can't wait to hear what kind of analogy Ian uses on this. I'm a diverse motherfucker, man. I like a lot of <laughs> okay. shit. Okay, when you want to be. Well, when it's appropriate, it's in the scene. Like, it's it's a little bit different than what we normally talk about. But we've talked about a band that I said funk already for. Like, I've said funk more times on this show than I've ever said in the entirety of the <laughs> podcast. Oh, man. But I am funk, okay. Funk. That's what you said, right? Funk, punk. Funk, that's the name of punk, that's the genre you're giving bad rabbits. Funk, punk, indie rock. That's what I'm giving them. Funk, punk, indie rock. Say it three times fast. F P I R flipper. Oh, that's funk, good. punk, indie rock. I like it. Yeah, so I like it too. Check it out. I like the genre, not the song. Speaking of, we were on a good streak there, man. There, I didn't hear him for a while. I had it on mute. Well, speaking of mosh pits. Now we go to Within the Ruins, Death of a Rockstar. Their new album titled Halfway Human is coming out March 3rd in 2017 on Good Fight Records. So I like the message of this song, but I'm Same. not yeah, I'm not so much of the thrash metal, like the really fast sped up stuff. I'm not a big fan of that. Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, like I appreciate <laughs> The, the talent it takes to do it, but that is just not something that I find myself listening to that often. Me either. I, I'd never find the time for it, I guess. Like, but it's like you said, the message, great. The song, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to like say, oh, I don't like, you know, thrash metal, period. Right. You know, but I didn't like this thrash metal song, so... Well, we'll see what the, the message rest of the is. Album great. Is. It's worth yeah. a listen, though. I yeah. I do think everyone should hear the song "Death of a Rockstar" by Within the Ruins. I definitely like the message. That whole, you know, like fuck the music industry, and yeah. we don't like the way things are going right now, and we're just gonna do it ourselves, and we're gonna say what we want, and we're not gonna listen to you. I like that. I have a question now. Now that nope. you know, they kind of brought light. What did you say? <laughs> no. Go ahead. Um, okay, so you know how when bands release an album. They tell huh? us what, what? <laughs> when bands release an album, <laughs> they say, you know, first week sales are very important yes. and first week sales determine, you know, a lot for a band. Was it always like that or is that a new thing? No, no, that's the thing. It always was like that. That's why it's an antiquated system. And I don't I feel know like why. Bands hate that now. Oh, they do. They absolutely do. Because, you know, especially a lot of the bands that we talk to, you know, they don't want to shill their stuff. Like they're not right. looking to come here and that's why I'm so open to do it is because I know in most cases they don't want to do that. But they, they kind of have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it is so important when we say, hey, go out and get this album, go out. And if you don't for some reason get the album in the first two weeks or something, then 
make sure when you go to the show that you're buying merch, that you're doing something that's putting money into their pockets because those are the two best ways to do it. And also what's extremely important to bands now too, the reason why you see all those different merch bundles is because those are really important too because they count as a pre-order for the album so it counts for the first week's sales. Mm. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, see, I, I've noticed, you know, I actually never heard of it till. I think about the last month where I actually hear bands complaining about that system saying that it's, you know, it's really stupid because people do not discover a band, you know, and, you know, it's not like, okay, I found this band that I like, I want to help them, but I wasn't there the first week that they released their new album, you know, and that is the absolute best way you can support them. Of course, there are other ways. And I'm not, you know, going to tell you that if you buy their music any other time past the first week, it doesn't help. But the biggest help is first week. And I feel like a lot of bands are coming out now expressing how it's a failed system mm-hmm. and that it's not right. And they kind of brought light onto that. And that's why I came up with the question. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And it makes sense. And that's why I think we do a pretty good job of making sure people know when albums come out and when to pre-order and how to get in touch with bands and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is very important. It is. All right. Let's move on to some concert reviews. So I went to see Mayday Parade and Modern Chemistry, the Tales Told by Dead Friends 10th anniversary show. I'm going to talk about the timing of things a little bit because I thought it was very strange. I showed up late thinking... I like the way this is starting. Well... I showed up late thinking, well, I had stuff to take care of. So I thought that the bands wouldn't, or I thought that maybe Modern Chemistry would be like midway through the set or something like that. They weren't. So I had to wait for them to come out. Then when they came out, they only played for about 20 minutes, maybe 25, somewhere around there. And they weren't bad. There wasn't much to say about them. They were trying, it was like a, a more indie brand new kind of. Mm-hmm. And at one point the guitarist had to tune his guitar. It was strange. It took a little bit of time when they already didn't. I've never heard of them. Yeah, and they already didn't have that much time, so it was a little strange. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, they're done at 8.30, so it'll take 15 minutes or so for Mayday Parade to come out, and then they'll play for whatever. It took them 45 minutes to come out. Holy shit. Did they come out sound-checked and everything, or did they come out then sound-checked and stuff? No, they didn't have to sound-check. So that was at least they weren't tuning their guitars or anything. So that's, Still, though, 45 minutes. My yeah, God. It was a lot. So they came out, they did the whole entire EP, and then they went on to more stuff. They did about two separate breaks in between. I love hearing that old stuff. I do not connect to the new music. I just don't. Really? Yeah, the new stuff? No. You, like the brand, brand new album? I'm talking about brand, brand recent, new. Okay. They lost me after Lessons in Romantics. They lost me after that album. Oh, so you're talking about like the last two or three albums. Yeah, there was like one track or two what? tracks from like the one right after it. <laughs> so, that hurts, man. I fucking love their new music. But they changed so much though. And I really liked, I don't know. There was something about the original stuff that really got to me more. Then they started to progress into that, like, they're better than Set It Off, but they're not that far off of, like, that no, last album. No, stop that. No, 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 no. When you said, I can't believe you even put Set It Off in the same conversation. Ian, Ian, no. 
No, no, no. Mayday Parade is nowhere near Set It Off. So you're saying Set It Off is better? No, hell <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't like Set It Off. I think there's only one song I like by Set well, It Off, and the, I mean like. Their first two EPs were good. Set It Off. Even sure. that, I'm They not sound a big like fan. My Chemical Romance and someone else combined. Yeah, they were like Aiden and My Chemical Romance together. But see, but Ian, here's the the issue that I have is that what we're is talking issue? about set it off <laughs> at while all? we're giving a Mayday Parade all right. concert. <laughs> we will Mayday Parade's new music is good, and uh, I can't believe you said that. I, I love tough. their fucking yeah, new it's, album. It's tough. Okay, well then you, okay. maybe you would have really enjoyed. Look, I don't think that their lead singer has the voice for it anymore. He had a lot of trouble. Like Eric Sanders has the voice. He had a the music anymore. He had a lot of trouble. This is rough. This is a rough review. I really like that original stuff. I'm just saying I am noticing everything that's going on in the show. It seemed a little tougher for him to pull off the old tracks. Not as much the new tracks, but the older ones did. So Which I know one did you like mainly where you're just like, oh shit. Like a hit of, you know, the old music. Where you just like, damn, that that sucks. It's bad because it's a show and, and things aren't going to be perfect. He messed up right. on the piano a couple times during Ooh. Miserable at Best. Ooh, not that one. Yeah, it was a weird because you have to have all that stuff work really well for Miserable at Best for it to sound good. And it was just like he hit a couple notes and didn't apologize for it. Like it would have been fine if he had like kind of backtracked and been like, oh, sorry, I haven't played this song for a while or something. But it just... <laughs> It was, it was kind of funny. That would have been a joke, too. That would have sounded funny. Yeah, it would have been funny. They played for like an hour or so. I mean, I think you would have enjoyed it. I liked it. I mean, I liked what they were doing. I'm just not a fan of the newer music. That's all. And I saw and issues with the live. more older music? No. Probably? Mm-mm. Oh, really? No. No, no. It's not my style as much. Well, as long as you enjoyed it. I enjoyed parts of it, for sure. I would still recommend people go to see them, especially if they loved that EP. Like, this is probably going to be your only chance because I'm assuming that they don't play any of that when they're on tour normally. I've never heard them play that live. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So if you get the chance to do it now, they're sold out for the rest of this tour. So unless you have a ticket already, you're not getting in most likely. But do it while you can because they're probably playing, at least for my venue, it's a small venue. So it was good to see that. So I've only seen them in small venues now. And now I know I never have to go see them again. So that's also a plus. You check it off your I'll list. I'll see them in So What. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's not Damn right. If that's outside, I don't know if that's going to sound very good. The first time I saw Mayday Parade, and is the only time I've ever seen Mayday Parade, was at the House of Blues with Real Friends, This Wildlife, and As It Is. That was a damn good show, too. Didn't Mayday Parade during this EP, didn't they have two vocalists? Mm-hmm. See, I think that's e- the Even issue. in Lesson in Romantics, yeah. they had two vocalists. And I think I missed the original vocalist a lot. I think that's the transition issue is that a okay. lot of that stuff, you need the breath in order to do it, and it's just not there. Right. So their backup vocalist right now, the guy who's playing guitar, I think, possibly bass, I forget, he is not as good with those background vocals and stuff. I agree. Yeah. You're right about that. I, I did notice that live, too. I just never thought about it too hard. I was just, but what it's, you know, your ears are so accustomed to hearing how they sound on your phone with the old vocalists. <laughs> sure. And then when you hear live, it's not only, you know, of course, from your phone to live, it's always going to sound different. But on top of that, a totally different person singing right. it is like, you know, it's, it's a little off-putting. 
for the ambiance as well. There were a bunch of frat Boston guys that were oh. around my area, and they were rocking out to it like it was a metal show and singing the incorrect parts of the songs. And I'm not sure if they were doing it on purpose. I couldn't tell because their girlfriends or whatever girls were with them really loved the music. So I'm not sure if they were making fun of them. Oh, uh, like a tease kind but of thing. it seemed like they were way too into it for it to be that. <laughs> like they really, really went with the bit, if that's the case. But I think they were just <laughs> frat boy douches. You know Whenever I mean? you make fun of people, you give them like the most leniency possible. And I think it's so funny where it's like these assholes were a little bit over it when you know what you really mean. <laughs> it's Boston and Boston has a lot of them and mm -hmm. it just sucks. So you deal with it. But these ones were very like out there with it and it was very annoying. But what are you going to do? You, try and, what are you, gonna you know, do? try and block it out. Try and enjoy the band. And then did punk rock karaoke. Like I had mentioned on the show before, this was the second time they've ever done it. You better perform this time. No. My friend got called and I didn't. And then he got called for Blink-182's first date. So I was going to go up and help him because he didn't want to sing. And instead, they all disappeared. They all ran out of the building. Wait, who ran out of the building? My friends. So they got called and then they just hauled yep. ass? So then I couldn't go up <laughs> on stage because they just called another person's name. But I had told them I would go help with whatever track they got because what I was hoping for was Ocean Avenue. What the hell? What can you do? They didn't even tell you? They just like, oh, Well, no, no, they came back. Cold feet? Yeah, they, yeah, they ended up coming back, though. I knew he didn't want to sing. So I was like, hey, I will sing it with you. And who gives a shit if they, they put their names for a bunch of stuff? Right. So And then it's a lottery, basically. But yeah, so I did not get to sing. But Damn. then what I also wanted to mention was if you had remembered the time that I told you guys about the This Wildlife show, remember I told you that when fit? you left? Well, yeah, because they're not very good. Um, no, come <laughs> no, on. They, no, they are good. I would just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the venue that I talked about, how they were so weird how they were like jostling people around and throwing their weight around during uh, movements and then how they had like the drinkers separated from the non-drinkers. It was very strange. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the same venue. And when I went back, again, and I tend to go there for a lot of shows, I noticed they had also taken off the stall doors in the men's room. And normally you only see that in like strip clubs and dive bars, which means something was going on in right. the bathroom. So they had to do that. So that was weird. <laughs> and this was years. I've been here years. I've been going to this place for years. And oh, it's only now man. that they did it. But then also, so check this out. They also started tossing people during the karaoke night. They also started tossing them for being quote unquote intoxicated. And the only thing going on in my mind is you've got two bars serving alcohol right now. It's an 18 plus, but you know, they've got the X's and everything. Like they've got the bands. So... Right. The bar is serving, and it's fucking karaoke. Do you think people don't drink during karaoke? Like, they're getting their nerve up to go sing in front of people. It, yeah, it just and didn't it's a make bar. Sense. It and doesn't even need to be karaoke. There's a bar. <laughs> what, do you expect people to go to the bar and not drink? So I actually saw someone get kicked out because they stumbled on... Remember how I told you there's stairs that separate? Right. Someone actually stumbled on the stairs and got kicked out. What the fuck? Now, that's not even the kicker. So I didn't mention this before. Now, you would say, hey, 
Ian, you're a pretty observant person. No. Well, then, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ian, you're a pretty observant uh, person. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> what I tended to notice, and then I realized everyone noticed because she got up on stage and sang a song. Uh, there was a group of women, and one of them had a, now I'm not good with ages, but a three to six month old child with her. Okay, an infant. In a like baby Bjorn or whatever the fuck those are called, you know the things that like hold <laughs> the hangover? them. Yeah, yeah, the th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carlos with a Sorry. with a thing of headphones on. Oh, okay. So that's, still, that's a little weird. Yeah, the thing started at eight o'clock, and they were there longer than the people get that got kicked out, and they were drinking the whole time, and they got up and did two songs on stage with a live band. Now I don't care how good headphones are. Yeah, that's a little kid. Yeah, they could very easily damage that child's ear yeah. permanently. Not to mention they're all drinking. Age, yeah, they're they're not even formed all the way yet. They exactly. could easily damage that child for life. So quote unquote, but they didn't say shit about that. Yeah, quote unquote, intoxicated people got kicked out, but the bad moms. Well, didn't. I was gonna say amazing mother. I mean, obviously she's gonna win 2016 Mother of the Year. There's <laughs> no, no doubt about that. It's the year of the bad mothers this year, I feel. And they have that movie called Bad Moms. I saw that movie. It's a good movie. Kelly saw it too, and she wants to do it on the show. Do it. Uh, Did uh, you see it? No. Why would it's I? It's a good movie. I watched it. It's good. Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, that was my experience. Bay. I like the setup that they had. I like the song list that they had, even though they took Hawthorne Heights off. I don't know why they would do that because it's a great sing-along. But all in all, I'm just really iffy on the venue, and I might stop going there. Is that where it's at every time? Yeah. So they might lose promotion. There were a lot of people there. I just, I don't know. I don't like giving money to places like that. Right. You feel like you're supporting a bad cause. Exactly. They must have had something really fucked up happen to where they just like said, okay, we cannot allow one more slip up or we're like out of business kind of deal must have happened. Who knows? I I normally know all the stories that go along in these clubs because I go to them so often. I know people that work at places like I'm just surprised that I never heard anything. Hmm. Maybe you should ask. Well, I have to go there again coming up soon, so I probably will. Yeah, that's weird. That sucks. That sucks, too, because, you know, these pop-punk karaoke things are really cool, and you would hate to see that go to shit, you know, because of a venue maintenance. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the last thing you would assume that an event goes out of style because. No, I totally agree. Well, let's go on now to upcoming shows. So we've got two to talk about there. Going to see tomorrow, the face-to-face tour, Hands Like Houses, Our Last Night, The Color Morale, and Out Came the Wolves. So that should be good. I can't wait to talk to you about that. And then, obviously, the day or two days after Thanksgiving is the Ice Nine Kill show with Sirens and Sailors, It Lives, It Breathes, Assuming We Survive, and Eyes on Satellites. So that should be great, too. I have the Varsity package, so I'm going to the acoustic show beforehand and all that kind of stuff. So that should be fun. I am not yep. dressing up, though. Uh, oh, oh, they're doing the dress-up thing? It's still Hell in the Hallways Part 2 as well. Wow, that's still going on? Yeah, it's part two. You better dress up. I'm not going to. Why? Because I don't dress up for anyone. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so no. if you get invited to a wedding, it'd be like, no, fuck you guys. I'm not dressing up for you. Yeah, that's what I say. No, bullshit. <laughs> Fucking hate weddings anyways. People shouldn't be inviting me to weddings. 
yeah, weddings are only fun for the people getting married. Well, then let's talk about tours going on right now. So we've got Senses Fail playing Still Searching in the entirety with Counterparts, Movements, and Like Pacific. August Burns Red, the 10th anniversary of the Messengers album with Protest mm-hmm. the Hero in Hearts Wake and 68. That's actually starting in 2017. So you got time That's for that be one. Good. King 810 is doing those limited engagements in December. You've got the Hella Chuggy Pop Punk Tour with Bad Case of Big Mouth. That's about halfway done right now, so you can still try and find to see if they're coming around your area. Hell in the Hallways Part 2 is winding down, like I just mentioned. Palisades Mm -hmm. is out with Siler. A War Within announced brand new dates, so this is the second announcement for A War Within. They're doing stuff in late December as well, which is pretty interesting. And then going into January too. So if you have a chance to go out and see them, you definitely should. They really put a lot into their live show. And then also the Funeral Portrait and Famous Last Words are out right now as well. I wish I could see that. Ah, you son of a bitch. God, Famous Last Words in your album is so good. (laughs) All right. Well, we covered everything tour-related. That was a lot of tour stuff. Now let's go on to... Our favorite part of the show. Let's get to reviews. Let us start right away. With the band everyone knows and loves, Metallica, hardwired, dot, 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 to self-destruct, self-released. Jackson, now I know you are a huge, even though you didn't know who Christian Slater was, you love Metallica. What does that have to do with Because they're both old as fuck, and you should know, just saying. Okay, what did I think of this album? I did not enjoy the first half very much. Okay. Almost not at all. And I really hate that I feel like that about a Metallica album. But if you get the deluxe edition, every song that the deluxe edition has that the normal album doesn't have beats anything that's on the album, if you ask me. How many tracks are in the deluxe? I think it's additional three or four. So you're saying then there's 15 or 16? I believe so. And there's actually more, but the rest are um, live songs. So I, I didn't count those. I have not heard those extra tracks then. Oh, well, you definitely need to hear them. I have only 100%. heard the first 12. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, see, it gets complicated because the way their normal album is set up is it goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yep, and then 1, 2, 3, yep. 4, 5, 6. And see, the deluxe goes 1, 2, 3, 4. And the 1, 2, 3, 4 is four new songs. And then it goes 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 13, 14, but those are live. Gotcha. So there's four additional songs on the new deluxe, on the deluxe album, and they are all very good, like amazing to me. Well, I will have and to try and right hear them now, somehow. Yeah, right now, when you know, whenever you get a chance, put When a Blind Man Cries and Remember Tomorrow off the deluxe part, and, and I think it'll change your outlook on the album because those two songs make the album for me. Okay. But if I want to talk about the whole album as a whole, I wasn't too impressed. 
Right. To be honest. And I feel like everyone should feel that way and does feel that way. Yeah, I've heard a lot of the word boring being thrown around. Yeah. A lot. It, it's not bad. It's just not. It's it's boring. You're right. They're long tracks, too. Yeah. They're like all six minutes plus or something. I mean, look, if you're saying in general, I think that this sounds a lot more like older Metallica. I think you can say that safely. Not saying that it's sure. amazing or anything, but they're looking for that old sound again. That's what it seems the like. Old, old, yeah. old. Like kill them all old. Right. And th- right. That's what they're looking for. Now, it didn't work out really that way, but that's what they're looking for. I thought there were some fun riffs every once in a while, you know, like in Am I Savage? You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. There'd be a fun thing. Now, I would play some of the tracks, but it's Metallica, so I worry. <laughs> You know, they have no problem shutting us down, so probably shouldn't do that. But the word on the street and what I kind of got to was that it's not much that I would ever really go back to listen to, and it just was kind of just there. I agree. It, it, It just wasn't impressive. There was nothing that left in your mind like, I want to hear that again. Right. If you're talking about the album, to me... Like, the way I have it set up on my phone as we speak is I don't have the album. I just have the four bonus songs. That's all I have on my phone. Because to me, I could do without never hearing the album again. Right, right. But but the four bonus tracks, to me, I catch myself listening to over and over again. Well, then I will they have pass. to hear those two. If you're talking about a pass-fail kind of thing, you know, they get a 70% out of 100, but that's it. <laughs> okay. Like, it, you know, it just passes, but it's not, it, it just wasn't impressive to me. And that sucks because, you know, it's Metallica and you want to like it. I don't think it was impressive to many, so. Nope. All right. Well, that's, wah, yeah. wah, wah. that's Metallica hardwired dot 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 to self-destruct and it was self-released. Next one, we are going to protest the hero with Pacific Myth on Razor and Tie. So I think one of the big things we want to mention right away is, so this EP was released a track a month to people that subscribe to Protest the Hero, whatever their service is. So every month they would get the new track. Now there are, in the deluxe edition of this album, there are 12 tracks, but it's just the first six done instrumental afterwards. Right. So that's it. Now, I'm a fan of Protest the Hero. I like progressive metal from time to time and everything. So I like this. I like their EP. I sometimes have to decide on how much I like the vocals mm-hmm. because they have that old school. And that's the thing about progressive metal is you either have the person that's doing something like Spencer from Periphery or you have someone that's doing the theatrical old school 80s hair metal style Glam vocals. Metal kind yeah, of thing. those vocals underneath some really really technical guitar work and drumming and that's what Mm -hmm. protest the hero tends to go back and forth and they do switch up the vocals every once in a while but in the most part that's the way they kind of handle things yeah the guitar work was fun see i i when i heard this i think of it as fun okay but the vocals like you said don't stick you know what i mean like it just wasn't it's not bad but I don't feel like it's something that's going to stick to me. Right. And the form of, I feel like when I first heard this album, it was just a fun thing to hear. And like I heard it and it, it kind of like made my ears rise up where I was like, whoa, well, you know, 
<laughs> this is interesting. You know, that kind sure. of feel. And, you know, you hear it and it's something new and progressive metal is kind of the same spaz for everybody and everything. But I kind of had the issues with the vocals as well. That was, that was, and it wasn't that they were bad. No, no. It's, it just wasn't, you know. It's not your style. Yeah. And it, I think it wasn't for me. And that's why a lot of times we don't necessarily cover a lot of progressive metal bands because a lot of their vocalists sound like this. But if we go back to Tesseract that we talked about mm-hmm. before, their vocalist is completely different than that. So there right. are lots of different progressive metal bands. And there's progressive metal core. There's all that kind of stuff. So it's not that everyone gets lumped into that category, but the vocalists do tend to, you're either that epic 80s style vocals of old school metal or you're the new school and then you kind of do the same. Era is completely different. You know what I mean? Yes. And I really enjoy Era. So it has nothing to do with, right. you know, the genre. It's just, I feel like the vocals is the part that separates all the bands. Well, let's play a little bit of Cold Water. So you can definitely yeah, tell what we're vocals, talking about, man. right? <laughs> it takes talent to be able to do that. That is a good vocalist. It's not like that's an easy thing to do, but that's just not necessarily everyone's style. But if you listen to that fucking guitar work, like that's a great... Insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's great stuff. So for people who have never heard Protest the Hero, that's kind of what you're going to be getting. That's a, along the lines of what they're working with on a regular basis. So... Yep. I'd recommend people take a look, take a listen to it, you know? I have nothing against it. It's just not, like, I like Protest the Hero. I just have to be in the mood for those kind of vocals. <laughs> like Rush, like <laughs> Rush. Iron Maiden type <laughs> shit. <laughs> Rush, that's pretty funny. So, just so people remember, it's Protest the Hero, Pacific Myth on Razor and Tie. See. Now, next up, we got Enter Shikari releasing a live at the Alexandria palace live album kind of thing and this was released on ambush reality now i've never really been a stick for you know live albums you know i mean they're not it's nothing bad i you know i just never really care for live albums too much but they are fun to listen to like when they first release i do like to hear the whole thing i like to hear the crowd reaction i like to hear the certain you know, engagement engagements that the vocalist has with the crowd and stuff like that. Like that stuff is really cool to hear. And especially at a place like Alexandria Palace, where you know the crowd was insane. Now, Alexandria Palace, Ian, is that the same place that Bring Me the Horizon did their deal at? Or of Mice and Men? Because no. I feel like they're different, right? Yeah, Bring Me the Horizon did Royal Albert Hall. Okay, and of Mice and Men was Brixton or Braxton or something like that. I didn't know that they made music. Oh my gosh. You're the one that brought it up. We almost <laughs> oh, made it two shows. No, I fucked it all we up. We almost made it two shows in a row. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, guys, it's a live album. It is. Yes. And yes, that's a club in North London, uh, which is pretty famous. 
And yeah. I thought pretty famous. I thought that the technical stuff, like the actual production, the sound quality and everything turned out really well. I agree. My tough part with this is that I only knew three tracks. Which ones? Sorry you're not a winner. Of course. Mothership. What? Like you're just gonna na- I like I, I know where this is going. You're gonna name the old stuff. No, that the well those were the only two. And then anesthetist, I think is how you say it. Anesthetist. Oh, anesthetist. Anesthetist. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ugh. But I like that one. That's three tracks. That's it. How many songs were on the album again? Was it like fifteen or something? Wow, so you only knew three of them really. It's like seventeen technically. If you 17. count those first, the first track kind of has two. If you count the intro, and then the right. last one has two. So yeah, now wow, I only so you knew, only knew three of them. Yeah, but, well, they didn't play like anything off their second album, and they didn't play anything like off their third album. So where did yeah. all these tracks come from? Because that's about <laughs> when I stopped. Yeah, that that must be why. Yeah, like yeah, I might I was, be missing. I, that actually brings me to my next question. I was about to ask you how much Enter Shikari have you been listening to. Like maybe I'm missing one or two that were on those ones. Possibly, possibly. I'm surprised. You know, at the rate you were going, I was surprised you said um, anesthetist. Because that was a single that I talked about on the show once. Oh, <laughs> nice. Because what I'm feeling like is, so take to the skies had mothership and sorry you're not a winner. Fine, okay. right? But then common dreads they didn't even play juggernaut. I don't know. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was one of their big things. And then on a flash flood of color, I don't remember any of those tracks on it either. And that's basically where I stopped because it was the last time that I saw Enter Shikari was when they were putting down all their old music and they were only playing things from a flash flood of color. Hmm. But what I will say, I actually jumped on with their latest album. That's when I became an Enter Shikari fan. So we're totally, totally different. Yeah. I'll probably give it a chance at some point. It's just Enter Shikari is so hit or miss for me. Like they're one of those ones where I cannot listen to an album front to back. I always skip around. I agree. It's a it's a little bit of the vocals. It's a little bit of that. The I vocals mean, though? Look, Rue is very talented. Like he plays like every instrument it seems and then he's doing the vocals. But you can't tell me that any of them are known for their vocals. I mean, you heard it by listening right. to this album, how many times they were losing their breath and their voices were cracking. <laughs> and yeah. that shit happens sometimes in the albums themselves. And I am a fan of people being real and doing what they can and not over-processing. But this is also a band that over-processes. They're an electronic core. Yeah, they're especially indie, now. Yeah, indie pop, whatever the fuck. I don't know, new wave. <laughs> whatever you want to call them now. <laughs> They're their own genre, if you ask me. They really are. They're very different, and I respect that. And I do, too. And look, I will always say, if you have the chance to see Enter Shikari live, you definitely should. I mean, they even talk about it. I think they talked about, in this thing, doing a wall of death with a pyramid of death. (laughs) And I've seen that multiple times, and it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in a show. Just imagine, if people don't know, and I think we went over this a long time ago, but if people don't know, a wall of death is... You take everyone in the room and you split them in half going sideways. So now you've got the whole open floor and on the left side and the right side, you've got all the different people. And then when the song kicks in, they have you run full speed at each other and just create this huge crash of human bodies and wreckage. <laughs> now imagine, the best. imagine a pyramid of death 
you know, what cheerleaders do, which is getting on, you know, you have the bottom layer and you just keep working up until you've got one person. Imagine doing that in the middle of a wall of death and then having them oh run. Yeah, I've seen that multiple times at Enter Shikari shows because they ask people to do it. It's not like people just assume they should. They ask people to do it. I'm going to have to YouTube that. I want to see it. You definitely should. It's I've actually ridiculous. never seen that. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. So I will always say, go see Enter Shikari. But going back to Rue's vocals from time to time, did you ever watch Seinfeld? Uh, a little bit. You ever see the one where Jerry's got the girlfriend where for some reason he focuses on her belly button like it's talking? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> other people in the audience are laughing their fucking asses off because they're Everyone remembering. Everyone knows except Jackson. Yeah. Come on. Well, that's, yeah, Christian Slater. So oh, okay. Still. They're thinking in their heads, well, they made up a voice for it where it was like, hello. And they would talk to each other, la, la, la. That's what Rue does from time to time and it's very off-putting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and you know it's true because you've heard it that. Is. You've yeah. heard him do it. <laughs> and he's not doing it as a Seinfeld reference. He's doing it because he's done it forever. See, to me, I don't really have an issue with the voice, though. To me, whenever I get turned off by Enter Shikari music, it's because of the style that they chose to make a certain song in. And it's so crazy because... It's like you said, I can't hear one of their albums front to back totally, but if I hear a whole album, I can point out like three or four songs that I absolutely love. Gotcha. But then every other song, I absolutely despise it. <laughs> and I don't think it, and it never has anything to do with like vocals. It's just like this song is horribly made, <laughs> like that kind of thing. I, I don't know why I never have a problem with Rue's vocals, but I do know what you're saying. Yeah. He does like that. Oh, kind of thing sometimes and it's like what for me who always looks at vocals who always listens for specific vocal techniques it's tough with him sometimes but similar to what you were saying is i can go through an enter shikari album and find actually in most tracks i can find something that i like about that specific track but they switch around so much now not like with take to the skies where they didn't but they don't like that album so i don't really count that as much but on the newer stuff, there's normally something I can pick out of like, wow, I like that transition a lot. Or wow, they're playing instruments and I really like this part. And then it goes into, and you're like, okay, well, I, I got you. I, I know what you you're doing. You lost me. Yeah, I know what you're doing. I'm going to play a little bit of Mothership. Hit it. What I like is that if no one has heard Antishikari before, what and the they, hell? yeah, they were just like, what the fuck just happened? Because there were so many different parts going on in that exact moment. But I like that he did the voice a little bit there so that people heard it. As soon as he did it, we looked at each other like, yep, there it is. Yep, that's what I was talking about. And also, they were losing their voices by doing the actual chorus part. 
as well, and mm-hmm. it happens later on in that track too. But they are playing a huge set in front of a very large crowd, and they're putting everything into it, so I completely understand. It's just I'm so used to seeing these bands not do that while they're also putting in all the effort. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that's Enter Shikari live at Alexandria Palace on Ambushed Reality. All right. Well, now we're getting to the really good stuff. Really? We are going to be talking about Bad X Channels, W-H-Y-D-F-M-L-E-P on Sharp Tone Records. What does that stand for? I did not look it up. It's probably something bad. So, Jackson, I did want to ask you, so is this what 21 Pilots sounds like? That's the sound of me quitting the show. Oh, no. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, no. All right, so no, they're I'm better than 21 Pilots. No, really? first of all. Are you sure? No. Okay. 21, this is not what 21 Pilots sounds like. So if this is what you picture 21 Pilots to sound like and that's why you don't like them, then you need to re-listen to 21 Pilots. I heard he Ian, do you want me to give you a 21 Pilots starter kit? No, I don't. Or it's like I give you a list it's, of things. I know what it is. It's a gun. <laughs> no. Did you even hear the cover they did of Cancer? Did you ever actually listen to it? Did you not remember my tweet that I sent back to you about that? Yeah, but see, I assume that you didn't even hear it. Oh, no, of course I did. No, I listened to it and I said my positive thing so that I wouldn't upset you was that I'm positive that I'll never have to listen to this ever again. It's because it's awful. It's one of the worst covers I've ever heard in my life. He secretly loves 21 Pilots. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. And I love covers. I love covers. Yeah. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's true. It's true. Bullshit. No, it's true. What are you talking about? I'm not going to get into this right now. (laughs) Anyways. No, Ian. Bad X channels. I'm just going to call bad channels. Bad channels is nothing like 21 Pilots. Better than. Second of all. No, I did not say that. Anyways. I did not think that I was going to like this EP as much as I did. Oh, all right. I'm I'm actually really impressed with this. I caught myself listening to this almost all day today, to be honest with you. Damn. Out of all the albums that we just talked about, this is the one I enjoyed the most. And it's not because I enjoy that music more, because I don't. It's just, to me, this one stood out to me the most, and this one brought more to the table. And I really did enjoy hearing this, and I feel like everyone is to hear this, honestly. And everyone? I bet, yeah, for real. Yeah. I, I bet you even you like this. When I heard it, at first I was like, I guarantee you, Ian heard the first like five songs, and I was like, this is just stupid. This isn't me. But I guarantee you, after hearing the OEP, you're like, okay, I can dig it. So let's do the intro first. Is that oh, it's okay. Craig Owens? Craig Owens yes. of Chiodos and Drugs. Right. This is his side project or now main project since he's no longer in Chiodos. Yep. I was trying to think of reasons why I would ever listen to this. That's what I was doing. Without the show, why would I listen to this EP? And the only thing I could come up with is that if I had a lady friend over oh. <laughs> and I could put it on in the background. That's the only that's the only reason. Background of what, Ian? I don't know. This is a PG show. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. Not. Shut the fuck up. And do the review, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I just, anyway. <laughs> no, I honestly don't know why I would ever listen to this stuff. What I thought was funny was it's pop music with mm-hmm. swearing 
That's what yeah. it is. It's pop music with swearing in it, so they won't get this played out in the radio world, which nope. is what they would want. So, and I don't think this is EDM enough to be in a club. So, where would this music be appropriate to play? Into your ear holes, man. Ooh, I don't know. Might need some protection. <laughs> so, long story short, you didn't like it. I thought it was okay. I, did, I thought it was okay. Did it pass expectations? No. I feel like I have to dance around my questions here because you're not going to be honest with me. <laughs> no, you don't want to say I hated it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I was very indifferent towards it because it's, I don't know. Like I would listen to all three of those albums we talked about before I would listen to this one again. Really? Yeah, because at least with those ones, I can see instances where I would actually turn it on. I'm not saying that I like those enough to like be like, hey, I can't wait to listen to those again. But if you gave me the option of the four, I would choose one of those other three before this one. Unless I was in a situation where I had a lady friend over and she was like, what do you want to put on? You have an option of these four albums. And I only <laughs> okay. like, she'd be like, I will only have sex with you if you choose the one that I am most likely to enjoy. And, and that would be funny. Look, hopefully I'm bringing home a girl with taste. But if she's coming on with me, I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah, either way. See, self-deprecating okay. humor every once in a while. You yep. get it? You get it? You get it? <laughs> I was thinking of the word to say for what you did there. <laughs> self-deprecating humor. Perfect. You nailed it. Thank you, buddy. Nailed it. Yep. Exactly. Ah, I see what you did there again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's play a little bit of a track. Let's play Complicated, the one with Tyler Carter from Issues guesting on okay. this one as well. So while this, while this track is on, Jackson's just laughing his ass off because he's seeing my reaction to this. <laughs> and I think deep down what's left of his soul, he's realizing that he can't possibly enjoy this and that he's going to be made fun of mercilessly for it. Because if anyone listening to our show right now hears what we talk about normally and then you're talking about how this was good. It's where the jokes of 21 Pilots and Coldplay and all that shit come in is because you would think that this would be worth listening to multiple times and that you listen to it all day long. Ian, Ian, <laughs> Ian. So let's say right now we were reviewing the hardest bands out there. Uh, I don't know. Just name a bunch of random bands, okay? We're Coldplay, reviewing 21 Pilots. No, 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 no. I'm talking hard ass bands. I want you to name three right now. Chelsea Grin. Okay. A mirror. Okay. A mice and Okay, there you go. So you just named three bands, okay? And you actually named three three very good example bands. They are all releasing albums this year. Well, two of them already did, and one of them is. So those three albums are up for review. And the fourth thing to review is Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. Yeah. 
What about it? Which do you prefer most out of those four things? Call me maybe. Of course. <laughs> exactly. Now, why? Because I've seen Chelsea Grin live, and they're fine live, but that's not my style of music. Okay, okay. A mirror is pure garbage water. Okay, okay. And A Mice and Men, Cold World, is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. Okay, okay. Now, is Carly Rae Jemsen's Call Me Maybe anything or even close to the same music scene as the three albums that you just no. talked about? so you're saying that this no, whole entire album is a guilty pleasure? Is that what you're saying? No, it's, I'm not saying it's Well, then what was pleasure. your whole example we, was I'm, terribly done, terribly done. No, 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 because no, no, I haven't even got to it yet. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just saying that we can like other music that has nothing to do with the show more than a bad album on the show. Eat shit. <laughs> That's you getting you fired. You like Call Me Maybe more than probably Those any bands. song we just said on this whole episode. But that has nothing to do with our music. No, not, not more than any song we said on this episode. Every song that was a new song pretty much was better than Call Me Maybe. But I'm talking about the albums that we reviewed. Can this be our new rating system? Where we <laughs> compare it to Call Me Maybe? <laughs> I would fucking love that. I would love that, actually. We should choose a different song every week. Like a different pop song. <laughs> That's really popular and say whether or not the album is better than that. You know what's my guilty pleasure right now? What's that? If we're talking about Call Me Maybe standards. Attila? No. Oh. That, that new song Closer by the Chainsmokers. Dude, I do not know any pop music whatsoever. Any. You know Call Me Maybe. From what, four years ago? Just saying. Yeah, you should just say. <laughs> she was fucking beautiful. She might still be beautiful. I don't know. Who knows, man? Anyways... Listen to that song. Just do it. Right now, everyone listening to the show is like, man, having a little kid co-host is awful. All he does is listen to pop shit. No. No. This is Ian's song, guys. <laughs> it's saved on instant. Like, I can just play it anytime. No. Come on, you know you want to sing. Yes, it is. I'm trying to find the um, the cover of it. Alright. Yeah. Alright, let's see if you can tell the difference. Yep. Sounds, sounds pretty similar to me. Oh, definitely. Nope. The drop is sick. Here it comes. Okay, enough of this. We must be punch drunk. Why were we even doing that? <laughs> Makes no fucking sense. It's all Craig Owen's fault. So tell me, yeah, I well, a lot of people have said that in their lives. So why don't you tell me why this album is good again? Because I fucking enjoyed listening to it, damn it, Ian. Okay? That's why it's good. Okay. To me. Look, you heard the track with Tyler Carter. 
They both have good voices. You know they're talented. Yeah, I know. There are no instruments that I could tell whatsoever no, no, in the CP. No, no. It's complete pop music. And that's yeah. fine that you like it. I'm just letting people know so they're not surprised when they, when they try no, no, it out. No, 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 no. You're not just saying it's okay that you like it. You're giving me shit for liking it. Well, that's part of the gimmick of the show. <laughs> but I can't dare give you shit for liking Call Me Maybe. No, you did, and I, I rolled with it, and it's an amazing song, and I have no problem with the things that I enjoy. You're taking advantage of your host privileges. <laughs> You're belittling your co-host, I'm and co-host. I don't appreciate it. You're co-host. We're co-hosts. You're fired. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you threatened to walk earlier. Now just get the fuck out. All right. Thank you. I need a paid leave. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Here's your 401k as well, sir. <laughs> All right. Fuck this. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about with this? <laughs> no. Uh, I, th- I think we, with the recent things we've been discussing and talking about, it should show everybody that we're like totally burnt out. Well, let's just restate one more time. It's bad X channels. A lot of letters. Yeah, it's bad X channels, a lot of letters on sharp tone. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for album reviews. That is. And now things are slowing down, obviously, because uh, it's the holidays and all. But. We do have a couple of albums that we know of right now. As we had mentioned, I think on the previous show, Thieves have their new album, No Motive, coming out on Revival Recordings. And then also, Icon for Hire have their album, You Can't Kill Us. And I think that's self-released. I think it's time for Breakdown from the Past. Kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine. But you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous pose and wanna be right a candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! You ready to do a quick breakdown from the past here? Yeah. All right. Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, first of all, I want to give a very special shout out to a very, very cool listener we have named Rob. Oh, yeah. See, um, I've said this on previous episodes, but I feel like I need to say it every time. It's people like Rob that make little co-hosts like me lives <laughs> go much easier because in recent episodes, I'm very bad with breakdown from the past. Recent. And what'd you say, Ian? What, what no, was that? I had to call. Huh? Mm. Oh, okay. He took the courtesy of sending in a whole list of breakdown from the past bands that I can use. And I appreciate that very much because I'm very bad at breakdown from the past. The band I wanting to bring up is Fear Before the March of Flames. There you go. This is a old... I'd say thrash metal kind of band that hasn't been around since like 2008. See, I don't know if I consider it really thrash, but it's like an old style hard rock kind of deal. See, I like it when he sends bands like this because these are bands that I even used to listen to and you just completely forget about them. And that's the point of Breakdown from the Past to kind of re-bring them up and like, yo... Remember this band. Go back and listen to this. Uh, songs I recommend is Mouth, um, Absolute Future, and then my favorite, Drowning the Old Hag. Ah, uh, sure. See, they're one of, see, <laughs> this is like those bands where they like 
always have funny song title names, that's when you know it's the shit. Oh, of course. I mean, that that just <laughs> takes you back to the good old days already, whether the songs are good or bad, whenever they have the funny title names, right. except for Amur. Yeah, so <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> but anyways, that is my breakdown from the past. And again, thank you, Rob, very much. Very nice. So I chose the band Idiot Pilot. You remember them, Jackson? Reminds me of you. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah, it's a, a duo. So, yeah. So <laughs> you can get part of the blame for that one then. Yay. But now they had two full-length albums, and they haven't really been heard of since around 2007, somewhere around there. I think they had mentioned that they were going to do more, and then it just kind of fell apart. But they have two full lengths, and they are all over the place. They're post-hardcore and indie rock and experimental. and spa- like It's crazy all over the place. But one of the songs that I will always remember them for is the track. And this one actually got relatively popular, which was a little surprising. But it was off of Strange We Should Meet Here, which came out in 2005. It's called To Buy a Gun. And I wanted to play a little bit for you. So don't Sweet. expect that with every track because this band is all over the place. but Diverse. Very, very diverse. But I really, really enjoyed that track, especially when I first heard it. It reminded me a little of like Radiohead with a screamer, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of vibe. And a lot of their stuff, like I said, goes all over the place. So Idiot Pilot, though, check them out. It's one of those bands that you're just like, oh, I might remember that, but I haven't heard of them for forever. So it works perfectly for a breakdown from the past. All right. I think that covers it, so I think it's time to close out the show. Are you ready, motherfuckers? Let's go! Uh. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So now, Jackson, is the end of the show... If anything, all the haters out there should be thankful that we did such a long fucking show and we weren't even like we weren't even no. expecting to. So I hope all the haters out there are very thankful for that, especially in this time of thanks, as you remember. Aww. Yeah, I know, right? Today's so, Thanksgiving. Yay. Well, Jackson, <laughs> what do you think? No, don't do that. <laughs> I was about to say, damn, on the spot. Okay. All right. So we are continuing our contest for people to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a review as well. And within reason, we will read said review on the show. We've obviously been able to do that before. It was a lot of fun when we did. So we definitely want to continue this. 
Merch is coming soon. There might be other types of prizes we can work out as well. So if you can, that really helps out the show, especially if you're listening. You know we put out a ton of entertainment and content on a weekly basis. If you look at the number of episodes that are out of Ian Hates Music, it is way more than a weekly basis show too. So we're going to continue that. We have a lot of announcements coming soon as well. I did want to announce that I think a lot of people are going to be kind of excited because probably later on this week, you know, with Thanksgiving, it's a little iffy. But if I can get everything together, I did recently have my conversation with Danny Martinez from Everyone Dies in Utah. He came back on the show and we went track by track on the new self-titled album and it is awesome. So I think people will very much enjoy that. So I'm going to have that out soon for everyone. Like always, you can go ahead and interact with me, Twitter and Instagram, at Ian Hates Podcast. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. You can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. And you can find every single episode of Ian Hates Music, as well as Ian Hates Movies, on ianhates.com. You can stream and download everything for free there. More stuff coming there soon. So do you have anything that you need to plug as well? If you wish to follow me on Twitter, you can see it in the description of this episode on our website. And I would very much appreciate the follow. I will follow back. And thank you guys very much for listening. You know what? Even though this show was done late, and by the way, all the haters out there don't hold it against us, but we had to make sure that this episode came out. You know, we're both very busy people, but we did it. And we did it very late. But I would say that this episode was pretty... Glorious. <laughs> I had to use. I wanted it to be the new like. If we liked an album, we would. It came. Yeah, we would do that, but didn't really like that many of them as much as we use glorious for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Only just... we had that sound bit in August and October. Ooh. In yeah, September. Hey, look, there's still some more great albums coming out. Yeah. So December should be pretty good. Yeah. It should December be and January. Yeah, I agree. So, anyways, side side note. <laughs> and I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant glorious nights. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>